Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Intelligent Talk Radio. Intelligent Talk Radio. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. There are so many uh, huge trucks on the road that incidents are always going to happen. And perhaps it's true that in 2017, more so than in 2007 or 1997, there are more cowboys on the road or there are more rigs on the road that are not as safe as they should be. Maybe there are those three drivers in the truck at the same time. They sleep in shifts and the truck never gets off the road and it isn't properly serviced and it's a, it's a moving violation waiting to happen. I don't know. But there are a lot of people in the industry who do know what the issues are. Many drivers know what they are. Our phone number is 800-263-2428. We'll go back to our calls in just a second. But it appears that in the Highway 400 incident in Ontario, that it was a big rig that caused the problem. That's the way it appears. That the rig didn't slow down enough, quickly enough, and slammed into the vehicles in front, that it slowed for another accident, and the carnage happened. And you think about a piece of highway that is closed for more than 24 hours. That'll give you an idea of just how massive that accident scene was and will always be in the minds of those who, uh, who witnessed what was going on. We now know the names of all the three men who were killed in the accident and our thoughts and our prayers to the families of Bill Ford and John Landry and Benjamin Dunn. They are the men who lost their lives. Let's go to your calls at 800-263-2428. Your views on what's going on with trucking, is that just a horrible accident that happened and that's all it is in the sense that it doesn't particularly point to a, an industry problem or a problem on the roads or does it point to an industry issue and other issues on the roads? Jeffrey and Aurelia. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Roy. Go I, ahead, please. Um, uh, first of all, I, my dad uh, was a lifer with Bell Canada and did uh, driver training, and he taught me to drive. And there's the Smith Five uh, Keys of Safe Driving. And number one is always leave yourself an out. And and so I and I used to drive transport for national grocers. And and when I heard about this incident, um, you know, like to me, what immediately jumped uh, jumped into my mind, Roy, was driver inattention because that's a straight stretch of of highway. I've I don't know many how many hundreds of thousands of kilometers I've driven on the 400 as well as the 401 when I used to live in London. But the thing is, is that I've seen a deterioration now. As a four-wheeler now, I stay in the right-hand lane. I, I drive the speed limit, and if a transport passes me, I, I, I flash in my high beams to let them know that it, when it's safe to pull in. 
once in a while, and I talk to a buddy of mine that's on the road all the time, once in a while you might get recognition. That means that the driver is actually paying attention. If they're not actually recognizing you as a four-wheeler, letting them know when they can actually pull in, they're not even paying attention to something as simple as that. And I, and, and, and now when so are you com- telling me that you're noticing and it's your sense that compared to when you were driving a truck, yep. that today there's less courtesy, less attention, that the problem is greater as far as the truck drivers are concerned and not the four-wheelers. Is a- that your assessment? Ab- absolutely, and especially coming up to the winter season, I'll tell you right now, take a look at the top of the vans, and you'll see so many vans that have got three, four, five inches of snow piled up on top of them. They're not even cleaning those off. And if they're not doing that kind of a, of a, of a, of a courtesy to not cause accidents, look at the number of people who have had chunks of ice come off the top of vans, go through the windshield, and cause accidents. It frequently happens. Why? Because they're not looking after the vehicle. And if they're not doing that, what is their actual attention span when they are actually behind the wheel? That's the big concern, and that's why speed limit for me in the right-hand lane. Everybody rushes okay. past because I can look. All right, Jeffrey, appreciate your call. 800-263-2428. Dave is in Bradford, Ontario. Dave, thank you for the call. Please go ahead. Thanks, Roy. I live just two kilometers from the 400, and I used to have to drive that every day to Barry and back. I just retired, and... It is, like the last caller said, it's pretty much a straight stretch of road, but it's really hilly. And I notice the truckers, when they're coming down those hills, they're just standing on it. And they'll come right up on you because they want to get, you know, up up the next hill. By the time they get halfway up, their four ways are on and they're slow again. But my friend just retired after 44 years as a paramedic for Simcoe County. And he said between 88 and 89 is the worst stretch of highway in all of Simcoe County. There's more accidents. I've been stuck coming home from work for hours and hours and hours, countless times, for truckers being killed or killing somebody. And they, they, they can't understand why it's that stretch of highway. Well, there's something, about that, there's something about that part of the 400. And I had drove it in August when I was leaving on my vacation. And I remember specifically driving in that uh, area of the 400 just south of Barrie thinking, man, this would be a, a real problem, could be a really problem piece of road in bad weather. Because it was enough of a problem in good weather with a top down. Yeah, and I've, I've, I've been stuck in the sunshine for hours from accidents on that stretch of highway. And, and, and again, you know, it's just trucks and people cutting them off or trucks running into the back of guys and sending them off through the guardrail. But it's, it's brutal. If you, okay, so if we take the road out of the equation, all right, we've talked about the road. Yep. When you talk about the trucks and the drivers and the, the, the trucking industry, do you think that there's more of a problem with trucking now than there was previously? Is this particular terrible accident a reason for us to be talking about the industry and maybe give a wake-up call to everybody? Remember, the OPP commissioner gave a uh, heads-up to everybody in the trucking industry after three uh, deadly accidents in the summer. And then I saw that stat there were this 5,000 transport truck collisions with 67 deaths between January and October of this year in Ontario. I don't know if that's true or not, but it was in a, it was in a credible publication. Um, well, but uh, that seems like an awfully high number to me. It, they're all in too big a hurry now, Roy. It's a lot of this just in time, and they take on these big contracts, and they've got to get there, yeah. and, and, and they're just in too much of a hurry. 
So they got to slow down. Well, if they're, uh, let me play devil's advocate. If the shipper says you've got to be here at two forty-five, and every minute you're late is going to cost you money, or we're going to move you aside, let somebody else in, and you'll wait until we have an opening, that's going to cost them money, and that trucker's going to hustle to get the business he needs or she needs on time. Yep, and if they don't, they'll hire somebody else to do it. Okay, appreciate your call. Enjoy your retirement, Dave. Thanks, Roy. All the best. Roy Green Show Chorus, Radio Network, 800-263-2428. Anybody had an incident with a, with a, with a trucker? Right, it's not fair to take them out of context, is it? But we all remember when they happened. My wife and I had left our home in Quebec one day in the wintertime. We lived in a very rural area, and we were going up this slight incline. And it was a narrow bridge that kind of brought the traffic from two lanes down to more than less one. And we were approaching another little rise. And just as we got to the bridge, over the top coming toward us was an 18-wheeler with a, uh, for a courier outfit. And if I hadn't been able to put my two wheels, right wheels, over the side of the road, I wouldn't be talking to you now. Because that guy was flying. And the speed limit there was 40 kilometers an hour. Stephanie is in Whitby, Ontario. Hi, Stephanie. Hello. I'm calling because years ago I was driving on the 401 going east and just over the Credit River in my rearview window, I wa- or rearview mirror, pardon me, I, I watched a transport hit the concrete barrier, sparks where his tanks hit, his diesel tanks, and then he blew up and flipped over. And I found out afterwards that it was because another truck, which I didn't see, because all I could see was through my rear-view mirror, had hit him. And I think a lot of this, these things are happening, and at night is because they're falling asleep. I live near 412, and that place where they were doing the construction up until the past year or so was a mess. Apparently, nine people died on that stretch wow. of the 401 during construction, yeah. and all the people in my neighborhood were avoiding it. Yeah. You know, you, know, you talk about the uh, one truck hitting the other truck. just made me think about when you've been behind trucks, and they're hogging both lanes, and you want to get going, and you can't because they're so slow to pass each other. Setting that aside for a moment, you look at how close to each other they can be when they're driving alongside one another. On occasion, it looks as though you couldn't slip a piece of paper between the two trucks, and you wonder how they avoid hitting one another. I just think that there needs to be more accountability on the trucks and the maintenance of the trucks. I don't like hearing that they're announcing a blitz. You shouldn't announce it. You should just do it Mm -hmm. and see who you catch, because they just keep off the roads or keep off the roads. They're going to get caught. Mm -hmm. Steve Foxcroft was saying there should be more of these impromptu checks, so you don't know where it's going to happen just all of a sudden the the uh, Ministry of Transport people see your rigs, say, yeah, let's take a look at that one, and they pull you over, and then it's up to you to provide evidence that your truck should be on the road. Well, my other half grew up in Montreal, and he ha- he almost got killed because a truck driver blew and uh, hit an intersection. There's one real bad one in the east end in Montreal where the guy went right through a red light, and my other half crashed right into him. Oh. Thank God he had airbags. Thank God he had... Um, seatbelt, and he had to kick his door open, and the guy was literally looking from up above at him. He couldn't believe that um, David had survived. 
Um, in Quebec, it's very strict about snow removal on all vehicles, and Dave is, yeah. that's on me removing snow. And it's true. Here, they don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Stephanie, appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Do we learn from this? Do we learn from that horrific accident on the Highway 400? Do we learn from it? Or are these incidents just incidents that happen, and everyone's horrified for a day or two, and it gives us something to talk about? It lasts, of course, with the people who were involved in it. I can't imagine what the stresses are for the paramedics and the police over a period of time when they have to attend all of these accidents, the the PTSD that must be part and parcel of the position. I mean, I, I remember uh, speaking with a, with, a, with, a, with a former cop in Kansas, and he had been a police officer in one of the roughest areas of Kansas City and had quit. He'd also been a state trooper. And I asked him, why did you quit? Was it all the violence? And he said, no, it was all the accidents I had to attend. Didn't want to be first at crash sites any longer. What do we learn from all of this? If you're a truck driver, a truck owner, somebody who has an incident with a, police, with a, with a, with a, uh, a large truck, 800-263-2428. Lines are very busy. If you don't get through, hang on. Keep trying. Um, truck capability for braking, as I mentioned earlier, can be a factor in truck crashes. Loaded tractor trailers take 20 to 40 percent further than cars to stop. And the discrepancy is greater on wet and slippery roads or with poorly maintained brakes. That's common sense. Truck driver fatigue also is a known crash risk. Drivers of large trucks are allowed by federal hours of service regulations to drive up to 11 hours at a stretch and up to 77 hours over a seven-day period. That's information from the United States. I almost feel like I know the trucking industry a bit. Well, my friend Ron Foxcroft owns Luke Transport. But um, I also uh, love to watch the, uh, the trucking shows and the reality shows on TV. So, yeah, it's not an easy job to do. It's not an easy job. And just watch these guys and gals maneuver these vehicles through these very tight and difficult spots. And maybe some of them become so comfortable driving these rigs that any situation to them doesn't seem to be much of a problem. You know the dimensions of your vehicle. You're not going to have any problems. Off you go. And then the unforeseen happens. Back to your call. Maybe it's the roads. Back to your calls in just a minute.